0: Pastor Xavier Reese, and the ultimate provision. Remember Isaac said, Father, here's the wood, here's the fire, but where's the
1: sacrifice? And Abraham's son, God will provide himself a sacrifice. 2,000 years later, on the very same mountain, God would provide himself through his son as a sacrifice, the provisions for justification by faith, Jesus Christ, and Abraham knew that.
0: Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Our laws state that we are innocent until proven guilty, but God's ruling is that we are all guilty until reckoned innocent. Well, how do we receive such a decree? Today, Pastor Xavier helps us gain a better understanding of God's judicial system, as well as God's ultimate provision for our defense. Let's join him for today's study from the Epistle of Romans chapter four.
1: You have a Bible, why don't you turn to Romans chapter four, verse one through eight, and the message is entitled Abraham Justified by Faith Alone. The Apostle Paul, as God's prosecuting attorney, has massively proven beyond shadow of a doubt that both Jew and Gentile are guilty before God. And all attempts to merit justification before God by works, religious right or law. Is refuted. It's futile. The only way that a person can be justified before God is by faith in Jesus Christ through grace, which establishes the law. This is the point that Paul has brought us to. The last thing Paul has to do, taking the chance that he might be misunderstood as being anti-Jewish and being a reverend to Abraham, the father of faith, is to prove that Abraham was justified by faith alone apart from works. He's the golden calf because the Jews had a colored understanding about Abraham. Paul is going to show them exactly who Abraham was to demonstrate to them he was justified by faith alone alone. Verse 3, the apostle Paul calls to the witness stand the scriptures the authority of divine truth. The scriptures. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Paul personifies the scriptures here, speaking for they are God speaking truth to man. Divine truth. Paul understood that the scriptures claim divine inspiration as their source and authority. So he calls the greatest authority to the witness stand. Paul the apostle declared Abraham as the ultimate model of faith for justification, saying that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. The context is God's promise to Abraham about having a child of his own from his own body. He's quoting Genesis chapter 15, verse 1 through 6 here. The patriarch had just returned from the battle of uh, rescuing Lot and Melchizedek had blessed him as the thought of of thinking what he had done, that he had gathered himself and went after all these kings, and now he's rescued him. He comes back, and Melchizedek has met him, and, you know, he denied all reward and all that, and all of a sudden he blessed Melchizedek, but he starts thinking, man, all these kings are going to get together and come up against me. And it's at that point in Genesis 51 that God says, Abraham, don't be afraid, for I am your shield and your exceeding, Great reward. And then God, in verse 4 and 5 of Genesis 15, promised him that he would have a child of his own body as his heir and then took him out and told him to look to the heavens and to see if he could count the stars, for so would be the number of his descendants. God promised he would give him a child of his own body. That's what Abraham believed Abraham believed by faith the promise of God. Notice now verse 4 and 5 that Paul the apostle points out and explains the distinction between works and faith. In verse 4, to the one who works for something, wages are given to him as a debt due. The wages are not counted as grace. Grace is unmerited, favor, undeserved. When you get that check, you don't say, oh, thanks for the favor. Thanks for giving me the gift. You work for it. Now, if Abraham would have been able to present his works before God to be justified, then God would have been a debtor to Abraham. And then he could have boasted. Then and only then. not to the one who doesn't work, but simply believes, the promise of God for justification is faith. Is credit to him for righteousness. Verse 5 says, But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Now the context is when he had no children. Remember, a contradiction to his name. The name um, was Abram at first in Ur of the Chaldees. The name means father is exalted, Abram. Conveying love of a father. But then God changed his name in Genesis seventeen five, where he's going to give him the right of circumcision. By the way, he, received, he believed God before he was circumcised. That's what Paul takes up from verse 9 on down to 12, which means that Abraham was not only a pagan Gentile, but he was uncircumcised when he believed God. <laughs> which makes Paul's point. God changed his name. The name Abraham means father of multitudes. Now this is kind of comical because his name did not match his condition. It's a contradiction of all. He had no children. So here he is. Some of you have been to Israel with us. You've got the Bedouin tents out there. And somebody comes by and he says, hey, come in, turn in, get some coffee. So he gives him a cup of coffee and they're talking. He says, uh, what's your name? He says, Abraham, oh, father of many multitudes. How many children do you have? None? (laughs) Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Wow. It was prophetic. God was going to do it. He simply believed. I believe God for what God says. I don't believe him because I understand everything. I believe him because he cannot lie. I believe because he's greater than I. Unto him who is able to exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. If my God is the God of the Bible, then there's nothing impossible for him to do. If he has revealed that he's going to do something, I don't have to worry how he's going to do it. He will do it. Every person that ever reads the Bible or hears the claims of the Bible must make a decisive evaluation of the Bible. Either it's God's word or it's the words of mere men. If I take them as silly stories and I mock them and just dismiss them as having no relevance to me, then I think I'm smug. I think I'm intellectual. I think that I'm evolving. I have good energy all the language of today. I thought we only looked dumb. (laughs) If I chose to receive the Bible's record, the word of God, then I receive the truth about myself that I'm a sinner in need of repentance and a savior. I believe what God says about me. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out of the place which he should receive for an inheritance Obeyed and he went out, not knowing whither he went. Hebrews 11, says. He didn't know where he was going, but you know who was going with him and going before him. You understand me? <laughs> Abraham might surprise you, responded to the gospel. Listen to the commentary of Paul in Galatians 3, 8 through 9, as he's debating there the Judaizers. He says, And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand. Are you ready for the text? Listen. In you, all the nations shall be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Genesis twelve three. When you read that text, you would never get that out of it. And God, by His Holy Spirit, allows Paul to interpret Genesis 12 to give the meaning. That God preached the gospel of Jesus Christ to Abraham. <laughs> wow. Galatians 3.11 and Hebrews 10.38 says, But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. Three times Habakkuk is quoted. Romans, the just, justification by faith, shall live, Galatians, crucified life, by faith, Hebrews, the three books. The just shall live by faith. Galatians 3.14 says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Listen to commentary of Hebrews chapter 11, 17, and 19. He says, by faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even... From the dead, from whence also he received them in figure or a figure. In other words, remember Isaac said, Father, here's the wood, here's the fire, but where's the sacrifice? And Abraham's son, God will provide himself a sacrifice. 2,000 years later, on the very same mountain, Mount Moriah, that whole region, up on the very top is Golgotha, the place where God will provide himself through his son, as a sacrifice, the provisions for justification by faith. And Isaac was a figure, a type, of having been raised from the dead, Jesus Christ. And Abraham knew that. Wow. For verily he, Jesus, took on not on himself the nature of angels, but took on himself the seed of Abraham, Hebrews 2.16 says, Now, to Abraham and to his seed were the promises made. He said, Not and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to your seed who is Christ, Galatians 3:16. The promise was of the Messiah to come. Those provisions. The faith of Abraham was based on the words of God. Now, thirdly, the faith of Abraham was confirmed by the forgiveness of David by God. 6 through 8. Looking up verse 6. The apostle Paul, at this point, makes a parallel from Abraham to David in order to illustrate imputed righteousness apart from works. Just as David also describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. Notice the blessedness of Abraham was the justification before God on the basis of faith, not works, on the positive side. Once again, Paul, being the attorney of God here in the place for God, His divine courtroom is present, providing two witnesses according to the law. He did this before in chapter 3, verse 1. He called the law and the prophets, right? Two witnesses by law. Now he calls Abraham and David, two witnesses. As the imputed righteousness was given to Abraham, David believed in the same. The blessedness of David was also based on the principle of justification by faith before God apart from works. The key to both Abraham and David is the word imputed. my as we said. Account. To credit to one's account or deposit. Words mentioned five times in verse 3 through 8. Notice the Apostle Paul pointed out the particular blessedness received here by David. Verse 7 and 8 says, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom... The Lord shall not impute sin. The quotation is from one of the penitential psalms, Psalm 32, verse 1 and 2. Paul has called to the witness stand all three divisions of the Jewish scriptures by now. The law, the prophets, now the writings. What Paul is saying from Genesis to Malachi, the principle is justification by faith. David had committed adultery, as you know, with Bathsheba. She had become pregnant, and he attempted to cover up his sins, so he called Uriah from the battle to kind of give a war update and then kind of dismissed him, hoping he would go home and sleep with his wife and the pregnancy would be covered up. But Uriah was more righteous than David. David continued to other attempts to try to convince him, getting him drunk and everything, but it didn't happen And so David um, sent Uriah back to the battlefield with his death orders in his hand. And Joab was to put him in the heat of the battle that he might be killed. When David received the report, he was incensed at first until the name Uriah, the Hittite, came up. And then he says, well, you know, the war kills one like he kills another. It says, and it didn't please the Lord. David then passed himself off as a gracious man before the people as he married this poor, widowed, pregnant woman. And yet David describes in this Psalm 32 his condition, it was miserable. He was in misery for those months shy of the birth until Nathan came and nailed him. He exposed him. But during this time he was miserable, convicted, His body was drained of energy. Read the psalm. Guilt-driven, but then follow the confession, repentance, restored joy and fellowship to God. What a contrast. The blessedness of David is described by two Beatitudes, notice, by the fact that David had trusted God for his justification by the Messiah to come. If you're going to begin studying the Beatitudes, you must go back to the Old Testament. Now, notice the first Beatitude being that his sin had been forgiven by God. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Uh, You know that the word blessed means happy. True happiness that's based on your relationship with God, your forgiveness as we'll see. Notice the lawless deeds. It means rebellions of David against what the law prescribed. They were forgiven, meaning abandoned, sent away, this word is found 146 times. The so sins were abandoned, sent away. The plural is used, those, to include anyone, excluding no one. The word sin means to miss the mark, as you know. They were covered. It means to conceal or veil from the eyes of God being confessed in faith of the true payment to come, Jesus Christ. Romans 3.25 told us that. The second beatitude was that this was not attributed to Abraham. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. In other words, this is the Lord's doing. The word impute, once again, is logizomai. In the negative way right here is presented to not reckon or not deposit to his account of these sins, those things that missed the mark. In other words, no ledger was tallied up on David due to God imputing righteousness apart from works. Verse six tells us this: David was whiter than snow. David' sin was not recorded. Wow! Now the law judged David to be stoned, but God showed grace and mercy. Yet the consequences did not go away. David suffered tremendously, so we keep that in mind. What happens in heaven is one thing. What happens on earth is another. Always keep that in mind. Don't get them confused. The joy and true happiness of David about his restored fellowship with God was the result of two things. Number one, his sin had been removed completely. If you don't understand and joy over that, that all you have ever done is removed completely, you don't understand the gospel. Man. Second, his sin was not credited to this account. When I asked the Lord, Lord, how much do you have in my ledger? He says, what ledger? Wow. That's hard for us to understand. Justified. Every time a person hears and believes the word of God and believes the witness of their sinfulness, regardless of their vile life, they will be justified by faith alone. Your position in Christ is based on what He has done for you. Has nothing to do with works. Now, after you've been justified and saved, then James says, Now show me the goodies. Now you've got to have works if you really are justified. You understand? Simple. No contradiction. The forgiveness of our sins as Christians is a great blessing. Forgiveness is based on trusting the provisions of the righteousness for my justification through Jesus Christ, the finished atoning work on the cross. Listen to the words of Jesus in John 19, 30. It is finished. Not only am I justified by the blood of Jesus Christ, But once I'm justified and become a child of God, it's the blood of Jesus Christ that is the provision to keep my sins being forgiven. He's the lawyer for my defense, Jesus Christ the righteous, 1 John 2, 1. By the way, he only takes guilty pleads. No plea bargaining. The sins and trespasses of my life as a Christian are not being recorded by God. He has cast them as far as east as the west, Psalm 103, 12. Thank God he didn't say north and south. He has placed them behind his back, literally behind his shoulder blades, so you can't see him, Isaiah 38, 17. He has buried them in the deepest ocean, Micah 7, 19. That's where your sins are. They can't be remembered. They're not kept on the ledger, and they will never touch you. If you're justified by faith, that's the question. The consequences of my sins are not removed, and I must own up to them honorably and courageously, trusting the grace and love of God for my life. Some sins take a heavy toll on a person's life during their entire life, though they've been justified, they've walked in the flesh and they brought the consequences to themselves like David. Okay, And if you confess them, you'll be as justified and as clean as David. But the consequences don't go away. Other sins affect a person temporarily, and with the process of time, they're restored. Some people will forgive our sins and be gracious to us. Others will not. Whatever the case may be, I must never forget that God has forgiven me of the sins I have confessed and abandoned and is not holding them against me. So my peace and joy is in the Lord, not in people. You must understand that. Listen to this penitential psalm that he had quoted. Verse 5 through 7. He says, I acknowledge my sin to you. and in my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord Yahweh. And you Forgave the iniquity of my sin. Sila, meaning pause, meditate. For this cause, everyone who is godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely, in a flood of great waters, they shall not come near him. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Sila, pause, meditate. Wow. In the very same penitential psalm, he describes his misery and his blessing as a result of being justified. The faith of Abraham was confirmed by the forgiveness of David by God. What an incredible declaration that Abraham was justified by faith alone through this threefold evidence. The works of Abraham accused him before God. The faith of Abraham was based on the words of God. And the faith of Abraham was confirmed by the forgiveness of David by God. Abraham justified by faith alone. He's the golden calf. He's not the exception. He was ungodly. He was a Gentile. He was uncircumcised. The law had not been given to him. We almost follow in the same kind of faith. Faith in the provisions of God's Son,
0: Jesus Christ, the power of God unto salvation. Pastor Xavier Reese, and the greatest gift ever to be given. And if you'd like a copy of today's study to dig deeper, or perhaps a copy to pass on to a friend, it's titled Abraham Justified by Faith Alone. You can request a CD for just $4. And this will include everything we heard the last time we were together as well. Once again, the title to ask for is Abraham Justified by Faith Alone. Or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485.